The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenberger, and Skiba presents the 24th College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Bandito's Fresh Made Daily Kickoff with your host, Phil Halk. Submitted for your approval. A college football team, fresh off an impressive Saturday afternoon dismantling of another opponent, just hours later is struck a brutal, debilitating blow from an invisible and vengeful foe that discriminates against none. Contemplate the joy of last Saturday afternoon's romp and the abject despair that was wrought a few hours later. Consider the implementation of a battle plan, the result of untold hours of brain power expenditure that is suddenly and viciously vanquished. Welcome to a dimension on the frontier of 133 years of glorious Notre Dame football history. Welcome to Fighting Irish Preview 2020 in the COVID zone. Last week, the Irish dominated South Florida in near every aspect of the game. Six rushing TDs, 281 yards rushing, no turnovers, a 35-0 halftime lead, stifling defense. An identity coming into focus. Run the football and play defense. New players stepping in and stepping up all over the field. 52-0 final. Indeed, last week the Irish had the look of a team to believe in. This week, the 2020 season is on hold. Another victim of the COVID zone. Banditos with three Fort Wayne locations. Waynedale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of irishillustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling. Only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. Raise the bar. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and ability provides peace of mind. Combining local expertise with access to national and international experts through their affiliation with BDO, the fifth largest accounting firm in the world. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning. The full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I've found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. 
Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere in what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Sharon McCulloch at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. Well, Tim Priester, it's postponement week here, uh, but plenty of stuff to talk about. Unfortunately, a lot of it is not a lot of fun. Uh, now, we're going to get to some real football fans, so so stay with us. But uh, well, I, I think we need to run down the course of events of the last week uh, that have occurred that have led to this postponement. First of all, the first inkling we've got of, of of a problem at Notre Dame came Saturday morning when Notre Dame issued a release uh, shortly before the game time that seven players, uh, not known to have been injured in any in in practice or a game, were going to miss the game. What did you think when you saw that release? Well, we we got some indication late in the week, so when it came out on Saturday, it wasn't a complete shock to us. Um, it, actually, I mean, and none of the names were shocked to us at that point, but you knew that it, you know, it compromised some things defensively. And, and, um, I, I don't think anybody felt like South Florida was capable of beating Notre Dame under any circumstances. But, you know, when you lose some frontline players, you lose some starters, you know, that Kyle Hamilton's out because of injury, you know, that Ben Skoranek is out because of injury. You, uh, you wonder a little bit, but we also knew it was the tip of the iceberg and that there was more to come. And the people in Notre Dame knew that there was more to come. Did they know that it would lead to the cancellation, or I should say the postponement of Wake Forest? I, I, don't, think they, I don't think they knew that on Saturday, uh, but, but by Monday, obviously it wasn't looking very good. And it went, on Tuesday, it went from no practice yeah. to no game. Yeah. And um, and there 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 could be some more positive tests that come out of this. Well, despite those seven players missing, uh, it was obviously a dominant performance by them. But uh, Monday morning, when that when those four positive tests were reported, and it was definitely reported by Notre Dame, and then shortly thereafter, Brian Kelly held a press conference. Did you sense? I mean, at that point, nothing was said about it. Did that surprise you? Did you know things were up at that point? I think Brian Kelly met with us uh, on new, at noon on Monday, and I think at that point, I can only speak for myself. I was thinking, okay, they're going to play this weekend, missing a few more guys. Um, but when you when you add in contact tracing with it and the way that it extends throughout the team, or or certainly throughout certain position groups. Um, you know, it got, it got worse. It got worse very quickly. When, when we first heard on Tuesday that practice was canceled, now you know that things are really in jeopardy. And you also, we went back to what Brian Kelly had said, I don't know, a couple weeks earlier that 
you know, if you miss Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're compromised so badly that you can't uh, you can't recover from that. So, you know, once practice was canceled on Tuesday, it was spiraling out of control. Yeah, and I I had read that on uh, IrishIllustrated.com, and I said missed uh, canceled practice not a good sign uh, because then uh, three hours later the game was postponed. Tim, the, the postponing of a game in the ACC, is there a threshold that the that – the com- I mean, we're new to this conference thing. Do the, does the conference uh, dictate the cancellation, or did Notre Dame dictate it? Well, I think it's initiated by the school that has the issue, and, and then you move from there. The threshold for, for – I mean, where, where you can't replace a game. I thought that they would – I thought the first thing they would try to do is – to, rep- to if there's a cancellation and you have a buy in November, with which most of the ACC teams do, they would try to schedule it then and leave December 12th open for a second potential cancellation. It appears they're doing it the other way around, that they're, they're moving it to December 12th so they can keep that bye week for most ACC teams in November. But if it were to happen again to Notre Dame, that would eat up the bye week, and then Notre Dame would have to play you know, nine straight weeks. It, beyond that, now you're canceling games, and I'm not exactly sure what the threshold is for games or positive tests or how many times. We, you know, we've been traveling in the great unknown since the middle of March, and now that we're in a football season, they had two games played, and you felt secure that things were, were going in the right direction. But now we're entering another great unknown area. Uh, with the with the postponement of this game and the potential of others down the road. Well, well, when the game was rescheduled uh, or was postponed, it, the the quick assumption and you 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 referenced this was that the game would be reset for next week when both teams had a bye. Well, I said that both teams had a bye. I didn't ever feel like that was going to happen because you knew, you know, the quarantine period and the you you knew that. To just go ahead and think that you could schedule it the next weekend was very was was wishful thinking. Was hoping that everything would fall into place, but that was never very realistic. So, so Notre Dame just wasn't going to be ready to play during the white. No, weekend. there was no, no. Okay, Tim. The testing at on Notre Dame's campus has been going amazingly well on the campus and for the football team. Uh, for most of the time, they'd only had a, a total of three or four or five. I'm not sure the number of positive tests since June, uh, where everybody was excited and proud of that fact. And then it fell apart. Any idea what happened? Well, you know, I think a lot of people think that it happened in the game. And I, and I don't really think that that's what Notre Dame thinks. I, I think it, you know, it just takes one roommate or one freshman that's not playing uh, that goes here to a party. And then he has access to a position group naturally. And, you know, then you're on them together on the field together with them. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that it's happening through game competition. I think there are many other opportunities uh, for COVID to be contacted. And then the, 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 the tracing involved with that, uh, it, it can be passed along or at least put players in jeopardy pretty quickly. Well, hence the uh, just the craziness of, of 2020. Uh, okay, moving forward now more to the game of football. Football facility on facilities on campus now closed. Uh, no practice going on. Looking ahead, how are preparations for the Florida State game in two weeks 
likely to be affected well, by this. Yeah, let, let's see how they let's see how they handle next week because I would imagine the facilities and anything organized is definitely closed through the weekend. Probably at the beginning, the beginning of next week, they, they have to come to full grips with the contact tracing and who was with whom and how it was passed. I, I you know, I, I, I'm not sure that they've exactly come to the conclusion as to, to how that has happened. So, you know, moving ahead another week to, to Florida state week, could that be compromised? I, I definitely, I mean, definitely the guys that that they have found out most recently, um, uh, have tested positive and those that have come in contact with them with the 10 to 14 day lag time there, uh, that compromises your preparation for Florida State too. No doubt. All bets off in the COVID zone. Tim, let's talk a little football. That's that's a, that's what we're here for typically. The Irish were dominant against South Florida. I don't think South Florida was a great team, but nonetheless, 52 to nothing, six touchdowns rushing, 6.2 yard average per carry, a stifling defense. Uh, Clark Lee, not just another shutout. Tim, I think this team was on its way to establishing an identity. What is that identity, and why is that important to have an identity? Well, I, I think you always want to be able to – you want to go into games with your team knowing that, hey, you know, when our backs are against the wall, we can do this. Uh, an offensive identity under Brian Kelly has been pretty elusive, really, through the years. And I think Tommy Reese has shown and in the personnel that you have at tight end and the quality veteran offensive line that you have, I, I think they've clearly said, this is what we can do well. We can run the football with our offensive line. We've got several tight ends that can block like crazy. And we saw Tommy Trumbull do that very, very well last weekend against South Florida and to a large extent the previous week against Duke. So, you know, that's what it is. I, I think that they could have been on the verge of being on a roll. Anytime your defense is as good as Clark Lee's defense is, you, you're capable of going on a roll because you know that you're not going to give up very many points and you're going to keep getting the football back offensively. So things are going in the right direction. We knew that there could be interruptions, and so you can't you can't lament that. It, what's happened has happened, but there's no doubt that they were – developing an identity offensively and doing some really good things defensively. Yeah, run run the football and uh, play type of <laughs> defense. Uh, Tim, one benefit, if that's possible, to missing players missing games is that others get opportunities. <laughs> and, uh, well, let's talk about linebacker Jack Kaiser. Spent the week on the scout team and on Saturday led the team in tackles. Eight total, two for loss. <clears throat> Quarterback hurry. Tim, uh, from the time he was recruited, as I recall, Clark Lee had really good things to say about this young man. But you and I, I think it's fair to say, had our doubts. Uh, why was that? Well, because he's from Royal Center, Indiana, where there are 780 I've people been, that live there. I've been, to Royal, been to Royal Center. Been, of course. I've, I, so you didn't stop at I, the stoplight no, because I, you don't have one. I they slowed have a down. Yellow light. I slowed down at the yellow light. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and he was playing against single-A competition. Now, granted, he dominated single-A football. He he took his high school team to the state championship, 15-0, and 0, no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, when you, try, when you evaluate a player, you try to isolate on that player, and there's no doubt that he was a quality football player. But when the level of competition is so limited and you come from such a small place and you're going to the University of Notre Dame, 
uh, where expectations are always great. You know, you just you you wonder. But uh, Clark Lee believed in him, and we saw everything that Clark Lee believed in. Now it's a it's a bad South Florida team, but that was outstanding linebacker play. A guy that finds all the run fits, a guy that stays out of the clutter. Uh, has good instincts, understands how the game is coming towards him and how he needs to deal with it. It was a very, very impressive opening performance for Jack Kaiser. Does he automatically move up to the top of the depth chart? Well, I... <laughs> I think he should. Yeah, there's... there's I, if For me, I mean, if you were asking if I was in the coaching position to make that decision, absolutely. That doesn't mean that Maris Leofau and, and Shane Simon aren't going to play or don't have a chance, but all three of them have played a game. One of them really, really stood out. I thought Maris Leofau would be second in, in standing out and, and, and good play, but nothing like Jack Kaiser. Yes, I would go under the premise that that's my starter and we're moving forward from there. You'll see significant action. Okay, other side of the ball, Irish also have the look of a team developing significant depth Especially in the backfield, uh, nowhere is that more apparent. Sebo Flemister, 13 carries, 127 yards. He averaged 9.8 yards per carry, had a touchdown, uh, and the Irish had 281 total yards on the ground. You wrote about Flemister this week. Talk about his running style and and, and how he has finally uh, become a, a real contributor for the Irish. It's, you know, in the classic running back mold, we've all seen the great running backs and you know, there are different styles and, and aesthetics involved with running the football. Flemisters doesn't really fall under that category. He's kind of, he's hunched over, but that means is he's got good knee bend, good pad level. Uh, and he runs with such power and, and determination. And we saw, it was flashed last year in the Virginia game when he scored an 11-yard rushing touchdown, had a 13-yard reception. Uh, where he powered through some things. So we were we had a hint of that. But you know, when you see Kyron Williams and, and Chris Tyree, it's a little bit it's a little bit more aesthetic and more the classic uh, you know running back style. But hey, it all works. And they've got three of them playing really, really good football. Yeah, it's great to have all those guys. Uh, Jamar Smith may also become a contributor soon. Tim at halftime uh, against Florida State. Brian Kelly had a pretty fiery speech. Uh, basically the Alice Cooper, no more Mr. Nice Guy routine. Uh, very vocal about wanting a shutout. This was something new from Brian Kelly, at least that I'd seen. And I kind of liked it. How did you feel about it? Well, I, you know, I love it. Uh, and I think that he should share those emotions with his team all the time. I don't like the idea of that being televised and, and neither did he. I, I, I think we've you know, we've gone so far in the direction of pleasing the fan that we have to go in the locker room and and uh, and get something controversial stated to appease uh, the, the followers of the game. Uh, as a former coach, I'm not for that at all. I think I said in our podcast that they would have censored me had they had, they had the camera on some of my talks to my baseball you? teams. But, uh, no, I think it's great. And who's to say that he hasn't spoken to his team like that before? But when he says, you know, I'm tired of being the nice guy, it makes you wonder, you know, just how often that he said that. But, hey, anything is anything between coach and, and team is is all fair game. And when it comes to motivation in the locker room, you go for it, man. You say whatever you have to say. Well, I like the, I like the fire in the speech. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero. Key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous 
Irish Illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 342nd edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Shine the light into my room. Oh, I'm sure the morning sun can eliminate my gloom. If it shine a little light into my room, all I want is some sunshine, sunshine. Shining through these windows of mine, and I want it to be easy, easy. Your clear choice is Bushy. Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Modeling, your clear choice. Your clear choice is Bushies. Your clear choice is Bushies. Listen to that crowd roar. Art, the Aspen Mortgage Team has just hit the field and the crowd has gone crazy. Phil, why does this crowd love Aspen so much? Well, Art, with more than 20 years in the mortgage business, Aspen is a dynasty. And with all that experience, these crafty veterans can personalize a mortgage for each customer's financial situation. So you always get the best loan program and interest rate. And the Aspen Mortgage Team plays with a lot of class. What do you mean? Well, friendly personal service you can trust. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And Art, they'll go into overtime by working the weekends. And they aren't afraid to go on the road they make house calls phil i can see why the aspen mortgage team is so popular wait what's the crowd chanting now it's the aspen phone number for all your mortgage needs 486 loan is the number to remember or visit them on the web at aspenmortgageco.com aspen mortgage a proud supporter of notre dame football The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. At the start of Brian Kelly's head coaching career, he spent 13 seasons at Division II Grand Valley State. His teams made six playoff appearances, and he won two national championships. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Selling or buying a house? In the real estate game, it's results that matter. And in Fort Wayne, Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley has built a reputation as a realtor you can trust to achieve the best results, and he'll do it with a friendly personal touch. So put Dan's years of experience to work. Call Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley at 312-1479 or visit him on the web at danschneiderhomes.com. That's Dan Schneider at 312-1479. Your call for real estate results. 
Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Howe. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The number seven Irish are off this week. Game against Wake Forest, a victim of the coronavirus. That game has been rescheduled for December 12th. The Irish are scheduled uh, to also have a bye October 3rd. Next up on the schedule is Florida State on October 10th. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, and Premier Pontoons, we share your boating passion. And this week, we continue our series on the great receivers of the modern era. And this week, we're going to shift gears forward and start talking about the great pass catchers of the Brian Kelly era. But we're going to fudge just a little bit on the first one because the first guy went pro the year before Kelly arrived. But I love talking about this guy, and, it, and it's my show. Golden Tate. The player with the great first name was an electrifying receiver for the Irish from 2007 to 2009. Born in Hendersonville, Tennessee, he quickly made a splash at Notre Dame as a freshman in 2007 as a kick returner and part-time wide receiver. With Jimmy Clausen as his quarterback and Charlie Weiss dialing up a pass-happy offense, he emerged his sophomore year to post 1,080 yards receiving and 10 TDs. No longer a secret to defenses his junior year, he got even better. That season, he set school records with 1,496 yards receiving and 15 touchdowns, a record that was actually tied by the great Will Fuller in 2014. Tim Golden Tate was not a big receiver at only 5'11", but he had really strong hands and seemed to win practically every jump ball he was in. Yeah, the, Phil, the, the 1,496 yard number is just off the chart. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to, looking back, it's like 1,500 yards, seriously? But he was that good. And you're right, the ability to win jump balls. And the one that stands out to me is uh, in the Alamo Dome. I was down there in San Antonio, and it was right at the end of the first half. And there's a jump ball in the end zone. And Notre Dame's win, winning handily. It's not a, it's not a make-or-break play. But it's him and... Four guys, I think it was four Washington State defenders, and he's you know he's five eleven. He's not the biggest guy down there, but he comes away with it. He clamps on and then comes away with it. It's just a, a phenomenal, made himself a phenomenal college football player, and has really had an outstanding professional career. And I, I don't know that anybody expected him to be as good of a pro as he, as he has been. Yeah, currently a member of the Detroit Lions through eleven NFL seasons. Golden Tate has amassed 44 touchdowns and nearly 8,000 yards receiving. Golden Tate, another Marina at Lake Gage, all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage early line on the rest of the Notre Dame schedule. Uh, Tim, let's run run through what is scheduled and tell us what your quick impressions are of the matchup. Now, the next matchup for the Irish on October 10th, scheduled to be Florida State currently 0-1. Yeah, big game against Miami this weekend. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Miami looked very good against Louisville. Florida State looked very bad in their opening loss. Great defensive line, but a lot of progress to make uh, offensively. New head coach in Mike Norville. Uh, the next week, uh, October 17th, uh, Louisville comes to South Bend. They are 1-1 one one currently. A lot of offense there, but the defense suspect. Yeah, defense is bad. They were, I mean, they were bad against Miami, uh, but their offense is tricky in a handful. That could, you know, that's potentially one of the higher scoring games on on the remainder of the schedule. May it probably will be the highest scoring game. 
No doubt. And then uh, the next week, the 24th of October, uh, the Irish travel to Pittsburgh to play Pitt. Pitt is currently 2-0, and and they are ranked 21st in the country. Yeah, can't run the football. We couldn't run the football last year uh, and are struggling doing it this year. Had to squeak a game out, 21-10 to Syracuse. Great defense, though. So you got you have to be prepared going on the road playing Pat Narduzzi's team. Yeah, Pitt always seems to bring something uh, to the Notre Dame matchup. Uh, Halloween at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is 1-1, one one, transitioning out of that triple option offense of a couple years ago. How does that one look? Still transitioning. Um, they beat Florida State, so that's a huge boost to that program. And really, of all the teams on Notre Dame's schedule, the original one and the revamped one, Georgia, Georgia Tech returned the most players. So I expect them to get better, uh, but the transition from triple option is still, still in place. Okay, then that will lead us to the big one that people have had circled for quite some time. Uh, November 7th, number one, Clemson. Uh, Clemson is 2-0 and currently. They've beaten the Citadel, and they have uh, beat Wake Forest last week, 37-13. to Yeah, you know, I mean, we know about their quarterback. We know about their running back. It's a revamped offensive line. It's a revamped back seven of the defense. Veteran defensive line, although not, not the, the uh, sack-happy group like they had a couple years ago when Notre Dame played them in, uh, in the Cotton Bowl. So, obviously a great team, deserving of being number one, but still transitioning. Yeah, reloaded, though, uh, no doubt. Great recruiting classes. Uh, then the Irish on the 14th, the week after, and this one kind of looks like a trap because I know Notre Dame history. At Boston College, Phil Jerkovic at the helm. Yeah, Dracovic did a good job in his first start. He he benefited greatly from a receiver named Zay Flowers, who had over 160 of uh, of the 300 yards thrown by Dracovic. Sacked six times. He still has a long way to go. But Jeff Halfley's opener against Duke was was very impressive. 20 to 26 to 16. Yeah, I'm sorry, 26, 26 to six. Yeah, 300 yards passing for Dracovic. Uh, the Irish will have a bye that week after that on the 21st, and then on. The Thanksgiving Friday, the 27th, the Irish will be at number 11, North Carolina. A whole bunch of offense there. A whole bunch of offense. Uh, they're kind of caught where Notre Dame is COVID-wise. Well, in terms of not playing games, having a long break, they will go three weeks between games, as will North Carolina. But uh, uh, it's their opponents that have <laughs> that have been struck, not not North Carolina. And then uh, the week after that, uh, the Irish, uh, for what was supposed to be the closing game of the season, uh, will host Syracuse. Currently 0-2. They've lost to Pitt and to UNC. Bad football team, Phil. <laughs> Incapable of stopping anybody defensively. That's a, that's an all-you-can-eat game for Notre Dame's ru- rushing attack. Okay, and now we're finally going to actually talk about Wake Forest, who we thought earlier in the week we would be talking about that's who the Irish are now scheduled to close the regular season with on the 12th of December. They, uh, you know, off to an 0-2 start. They're worse since 2007. A lot of respect for Dave Clawson, what he's done with that program. Uh, Sam Hartman, their quarterback, I was well prepared. I was already very well prepared to talk about Wake Forest uh, this week. But, you know, they, they really had difficulty stopping the run against NC State. And if they don't shore that up, uh, uh, potentially another very high-scoring game. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thanks, Tim. 
Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the injury report brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 20 Indiana locations. Uh, Tim, we're talking actual football-related injuries here. How did the Irish fair injury-wise last week? Hopefully some players uh, that didn't play will be available in a couple weeks. Yeah, I, I don't. Other than Nick McLeod, and people haven't talked a lot about him, but he does have a shoulder issue, which is why Cam Hart, the redshirt freshman, played so extensively against South Florida. But for all of the guys that were injured, Skoranek, Kevin Austin, um, uh, not that Kyle, not that Kevin Austin will be ready right away, but he can progress a little bit further. Kyle Hamilton will be back. And I would imagine these uh, these three weeks will be good for Nick McLeod's shoulder as well. Okay, thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction brought to you by Irish Illustrated. Well, Tim Priester, uh, we are, we've known each other a long time, and we're both baseball fans, and specifically we're Cub fans. So here is your prediction for this week since we don't have a game. The Cubs have now qualified for the playoffs. Will they win the World Series this year? Win the World Series? If they, yeah, if they if they win three one-run games. Uh, <laughs> one to nothing, probably. One to, well, yeah, one, one to nothing games. Uh, no, Phil, I don't think the Cubs will get to the World Series. I don't see any way they would get past the Los Angeles Dodgers juggernaut. I don't think the Cubs will hit well enough to get to the, the 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 championship of the National League. Yeah, good good starting pitching, uh, but everything else is a problem, and the hitting just hasn't been there. Uh, but it looks like they may hold on to win their division. So I'm a Cub fan. I'm going to say, Tim, of course they're going to win the World Series. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Next week, fans, look forward to a Best of Fighting Irish Preview Encore show and then back to regular scheduling for Florida State the week of October 10th. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.